This is an interesting episode. We're doing something a little different this time. This is a big episode. A step, I think, in the right direction. Today, we're going to, first of all, a lot of, we got a lot of, um, housekeeping i have a lot of housekeeping yeah for this episode can you turn my headphones down just a little bit more sorry it's still a little loud in mine okay cool yeah that's good all right all right so what's gonna happen today is we have <laughs> a viewer we, we have a yeah we have a we have a viewer listener well i don't they found us through youtube they found us through youtube okay so they did they speaking of youtube i had a run-in with the law i had a run-in with the law if you're <laughs> listening to this and you wanted to find the video we'll probably have to tell them that the youtube channel of, has yeah. actually been taken down so they the can... youtube channel is gone listen yeah. here's here's my problem you got I, I got a little too carried it. away. <laughs> <laughs> I we I saw Batman and yeah. I was like, you know what? Let me get some audience reactions. And it was there was a lot. There was a big high. There was a big high. I, and, I and went so viral with like it a little took, bit, yeah, and I was he, like, you know what? This is working. She let it take and, control. And then it, uh, yeah, strike after strike after strike, and I had I, yeah, I was like, it was oh, back to back. oh my god, this is like a matter of like a day or oh, two. No, like I didn't even have time to course correct yeah. because it was already too. And then late. you made another account, and they took that one down. <laughs> yeah, but You're I have. Like, um, don't me. worry, we've got another account. My personal account that's already been up and running for a while yes. that I just kind of po rarely post my own stuff. Uh, we're revamping it. We're going to revamp it and we're going to put all of the passive aggression episodes on there in time. And we got other stuff. I'm going I'm to be a real YouTube with it. Real YouTuber. Real YouTube. Real YouTube. I've got some we've I got some content planned and, you know, it's interesting and we're just going to see where it goes. If it, yeah, if so it goes nowhere, not, it's fine, but it's original content. Yes, but so we're not doing a video component of this episode. Yeah, no, this is a little, uh, there's just too much going on. So there's no com video component for last episode, mm -hmm. which was my, um, well, two episodes of go ago, um, my toxic masculinity, toxic masculinity conversation. just came out as of recording this, like yes. a few days ago, right? Yes, and... Uh, then the episode before this, there is a video component, but you will not see it just yet. Mm -hmm. It will be soon. Yes. And this one that we're not doing that because there's just too much on the on the plate and whatever. Yeah. Anyways, but while it was been taken down, we have a viewer that's going to be uh, yes. phoning in with while us it, today. While it was on YouTube, in our polyamorous episode, yeah, a polyamory episode. Yep. A viewer, which wasn't even originally going to be a video, it and or yeah. it wasn't going to be an episode. It just kind of stemmed into an episode off yes. of a different topic we were having. Yes, and we had a viewer reach out to me and was like, "Hey, I'm in a polyamorous relationship. If you want to talk, we can." And yeah. I was like, "Uh." Yes, please. Yes. So we've never met this person. Before. We've never met we've this never person. We've never even talked to them yet. We've just like yeah. emailed. Yes. His name's Chris. <laughs> His name is Chris. And we don't know where he's from. We should. He's in our time zone, but we don't yes. know what state he's from. Yes. So. I know nothing. We know nothing about this guy. Yeah. Other than that so he's in a polyamorous relationship. Yeah. We'll probably do a little intro, let him introduce himself, and then we'll just dive right into the Absolutely. Questions. We're going to be calling him in shortly. Um, but it's very exciting. I think it's, it's very cool. 
Now, I wanted to, before we get, before we actually call, we also have some wine today uh, from uh, Beach Haven. Beach Haven, not a sponsor. I think it's a local. It's a local. Local winery. Not a sponsor, but they can be. We have wine to take the edge off because I think we're a bit. We're a bit nervous. Yeah, I know Ashley's is, nervous. This is I'm a not out of my wheelhouse. Oh my god! You're bit. like freaking out. Like, oh my god, are we gonna actually? Are we actually gonna do this? I'm like, yeah. Because I just don't want it to be like awkward or weird or whatever. No, we're, you never know. You yeah. know, like what's the vibe gonna be? House's attitude gonna be? Yeah. It'll but be I, very I think, interesting. I, I think it's just it, it, it's pretty cool. It has the potential. It could either be me and Dominic and Chris, or it could be me, Dominic, Chris, and his partner. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, she said mm-hmm. he said that she might be interested. Mm-hmm. And so we'll kind of see how that goes. Bunch of questions. We've for got Chris. wine. We're drinking it straight from the bottle. Straight from it's the bottle. Woo! We're live. We're live. Um last last thing. I put up a couple of poll questions out through the actual website itself spotify has a feature where you can put up a poll oh yeah i didn't know that and then i put it through the nest mania uh instagram story and the um, i have not been paying attention then because i have not seen any polls i don't think that's all right and my my personal instagram story oh i put it out and I Did have you to say, me from the seeing this. I don't remember seeing a poll. No, you're just. This was this was a little bit ago. But, oh, okay, that's probably. Um, and it was. I asked people what oh, they thought. I did see this. It, it, yes. What kind of relationship they would prefer? Would it be a monogamous, a monogamous one or a polyamorous one? Yes. And it was a resounding, poly, a monogamous one. Yeah. You know, and yep. it's it's. This is, I guess, my our generation, mm-hmm. that that were. That were replying. I, I I don't know who the Spotify people. I can't really see who those were. Yeah. But um. Uh, it's mainly people our age on the on the Instagram one. Yes. For the most part, everyone wants uh, a monogamous relationship, and I think that's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, which it, it, not a surprise. No. And, but so I, I wonder kind of how old Chris is and how when he started this. You know. Yeah. If this is it, and and it kind of. There's um, a lot of questions. It would help. Our or my hypothesis that I think we're just too young to understand or too immature to understand fully what a polyamorous relationship is and what yeah. it can be. I just thought you of know? another question we should ask him though is like before he got into this relationship, what was his longest relationship and mm. was it monogamous? Mm. You know, yeah, like yeah. did he do like five years of monogamous relationship or has he only had like less than a year relationships yeah. and now he's had. Like, I think he said, what, eight years, six years in polyamorous? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. So that's kind of a whole thing because um, depending on what his previous relationship was, it kind of sounds like this is working out better for him if he's Mm -hmm. been with the same Mm -hmm. person, you know? And I think, you know, yeah. Yeah, so so we're going to call him up. Um, We're going to go on a, a quick break real quick. Uh, And then we're going to get mentally ready to prepare. We're going to be calling him in a few minutes. And uh, it's it's very exciting. So stay tuned. This episode is going to go as long as it does. I don't want to cut it. I just want the conversation to keep going. Mm-hmm. And and I want to leave. So it's going to be kind of like one, another like uncut episode. Yeah, like I believe unedited. for the most part. For the most part, I'm not really going to touch this episode, and it's going to keep going as long as it does and, and have a natural conversation. And uh, I'm very excited. So yeah. Uh, so we're we going to throw in our sponsor right here. Then yeah, we are. Okay. We're going to throw that in, and uh, we'll we'll be right back. We'll be back. Thank you. See, see you later. We're going to have us, um, our executive producer of the show, uh, connect connect us to, to Chris here in a minute, Lonnie. Thank you, Lonnie. The cat. Thank you. If you just Appreciate. give him a call for us. 
All right. It's the moment we've all been waiting for. We are about to call him. We're ready. Chris sort is of. ready. You never know. We're ready. We're very interested to see how this goes. Let's take one final swig of this Beach Haven Blackberry wine. We're adults on this podcast. You've had a very... We do um, not promote alcoholism, but... All right. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now that it's about to happen, I am getting a little nervous. We're going to call him. All right. <clears throat> here we go. I'm calling. Let's rock and roll. He doesn't pick up. <laughs> it's a fake number. <laughs> Audio. Can you, Hello? I can hear you. Hi, this is Chris. Can you hear me now? <laughs> yes. Yeah, we can hear you. Yes. Hello. Oh, so sorry. That's okay. Hi. This is my partner, Courtney. Hello. Hello. Very nice. Very nice. Welcome to Passive Aggression. This is a, the first time we've ever had a... Um, a, a guest on the show that we don't really actually know in person. Yeah, and we've only had like friends, friends on. Yeah, this is really cool. Oh, absolutely. No problem at all. We have a lot of questions, so I think we should just, well, I guess, uh, tell us a little bit about yourselves and how you two met. All right. Well, uh, my name's Chris. I live in a suburb of Ta- uh, Dallas, Texas. Oh, cool. um, I've been polyamorous for eight years, and uh, there's an entire community of polyamorous people in DFW. Uh, some people take part in community activities. There's like online Facebook groups, uh, munches, you know, dinners. Uh, sometimes there's events that are more like cuddle parties or naked hot tub time or, you know, even, oh, interesting. even more risque things like that where, where you meet new people. But I've never really felt comfortable in, in those communities. There are also events that are Let's all get together and watch a bunch of Disney movies. So yeah. Yeah. It, it runs the whole spectrum. Yeah, they, yeah. So, but anyway, I'm, I find that I meet people better through dating apps because I am a very particular person when it comes to meeting new people and dating them. Um, I want to at least know a little bit about them. They share my values, you know, and, um, and dating apps uh, allow me to do that. And that's how I met Courtney through OKCupid. Can you talk about that? Uh, yeah. So uh, we both matched on OKCupid. And um, we initially started talking initially about like our kids and stuff because of the line of work that I do. Um, and uh, It works with autistic children. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Very um, nice. And so uh, we started talking there. And um, it was... Shortly thereafter, I, I want to say like the same day, we switched from talking on the app to texting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we both got a really good vibe from each other. I learned that she had a, uh, a girlfriend of three months, and they were, they, you two were already talking about moving in together. We which, were. Which I thought was great. I love that. I love, I love, I love that so much. We were quite taken with each other. So how long and have so you guys, how long have you guys uh, been together? We, uh, Chris and I have been together for six months now. And Ashley and I have been together for 10 months. Yeah. I also have another partner. Uh, she and I live together. I won't say her name because it's a rather uncommon name. Oh, yeah, um, but okay. she and I have lived, to, she, we've lived together for the past, I guess, three years now. We moved in in uh, early December of 2018. We've been together since November of 2017. 
Wow. Oh, wow. And is she, yeah. does she have another partner as well? She does. She has a partner named Amanda. In fact, she's over at Amanda's place right now. Okay, cool. Well, that's, that's kind of what we were uh, wondering. I guess whenever we spoke about this in our, in our other episode, we were like, when, at what point does the polyamory tree kind of end? Like did everyone kind of, every partner has a partner and how do you guys keep up with that? Is it, is this something that you even think about or is it just, yeah. Like, do you just worry about your direct connections or do you know of like, like if Amanda has partners as well? Well, uh, Amanda does have other partners as well. And I think at least one of, uh, one of her partners, uh, James, I think he's, he's got a partner with Christina was their name. Oh, yeah. very interesting. Yeah, and, um, so like my, my, my partner and Amanda, her girlfriend, they, they had a hand fasting. They got together and, uh, and said, uh, said some vows, you know, it's a hand fasting. It's kind of a, it's, it's a pagan tradition, but we're not pagan, but we like the idea of a commitment ceremony that lasts for one year. And then at the end of that year, you come back together and you decide whether or not you want to continue to uh, continue, continue that, uh, the committed relationship. So if you do, you hand fast again for another year. Can you text what, that, that to Dom? Can you text the name of that to Dominic so that we can like research that later? Because that's actually really interesting. I like that. Yeah, we can absolutely do that. So, did you start in? Did you had you have you ever have either of you ever had a monogamous relationship, or do you just did you automatically think I feel like uh, Polly is, is the way to go for me? And we were we were both married monogamously to different people. Oh, you were married. Long How long were you guys married yeah. for? Like to your own people? Courtney, you were with. Uh... I was with Kevin for ten years. Oh wow! Of that, we were married for eight years. Yeah. Wow. And um, I I met my wife back in '99 in college down in Austin. Uh, she and I uh, married in 2001. Uh, we separated in. 2016 and divorced in 2017 in all we were together about 17 years so uh, i guess uh, polly is something rather a little more uh fresh for you guys because you start you had very long way longer than i could ever think very almost in the double digits of monogamous relationships (laughs) oh it was in the double digits yeah so so did that relationship make you think you know what I've been married. I've done the single thing. I've done the one person thing. And I kind of want to, uh, the idea yeah. of having different yeah. like flavors, how did you I get guess. To that yeah. point? Okay. Well, I'll tell you the story. My wife at the time, me, okay. First of all, neither one of us ever cheated. Um, I did see people that were very attractive and I thought, and I would think to myself, huh, I wonder what it would be like to date that person. Right. Um, and then I remember, Oh, I'm married. Well, maybe one day, and this is going to sound horrible, but I thought maybe one day my wife will just just die. Something might happen. I and mean, I that's would, a very honest would, answer. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I know. And I would think, and I would think, um, I, w- I would be really sad. I know I would. And I would, and I would mourn. I would mourn for like probably at least six months to a year. But maybe one day I could date this other person. And then I'd catch myself thinking that, and I'd say, "No, no, you're no, that's awful. Don't wish your wife dead." And I know yeah. I wasn't. Well, I know I wasn't wishing, her, wishing her dead. I was just longing for more out of life because we were pretty much homebodies. And then yeah. one day, one day she came to me in honesty and 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 told me that a coworker had a crush on her. 
And um, she said that he would walk her to her car every day after her shift was over. And then he would go back inside and finish his shift. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds like a crush. Yeah. And so then I did some gentle questioning. And, and through that, I found that she had a crush on him too. And in that moment, I realized I didn't feel even like the slightest bit of jealousy, maybe a little bit of like societally imposed jealousy, the jealousy we're supposed to feel when there's a challenger for a romantic partner. Yes. But I recognized that for what it was. I was like, no, I don't really feel jealous. In fact, what I felt was that I would feel immensely guilty if I were to tell her, no, you may not date this person. You may not, you, you have to reserve all of your romantic and sexual love for me and me alone because of a promise you made in front of a judge when you were a veritable child, you mm-hmm. know, at age 22. That, 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 that was just never going to happen. I loved her boundlessly, and I wanted, I genuinely wanted her to have every happiness in the world, even if it wasn't with me, even if it took her further from me. Yeah. And so I, so I suggested an open relationship. She was hesitant at first, because she was afraid that it would, she would screw it all up and she would, um, that I would take the kids from her and we'd, and I would divorce her and it would be awful. But I, I promised her that we would, if, if we, things did turn out to not work out between us, that we would divorce amicably with one lawyer and we would part as friends. Yeah. Um, we're not quite friends right now, but we did actually part without any need of any lawyers. We, oh, we wow. went before a judge with our divorce decree signed. Finances split, child custody worked out, and uh, and we high five each other on the way out of the court out nice. the courtroom. Nice. Um, but we but we were polyamorous together for two years, and during those first couple of years, I really learned a lot. Um, that anyway, that's my story. How yeah. I came into polyamorous. So for me, um, I am a late in life bisexual um, due to a lot of um, being brought up in a very strict Southern Baptist church. Absolutely. Yeah, we get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I had the compounded issue that my father is a closeted gay man. Um, He didn't even come out to me whenever I told him that I was bi. Um, I've had a conversation with his partner that he's been with for over a decade. Oh, wow. Uh, Oh, wow. Yeah, so like I've had conversations with Jim, and I'm like, yeah, I, I know dad's gay and I know that y'all are a couple and y'all bought a house together and stuff like, but my dad just is never going to. Interesting. They have a whole out. house together and he won't. That's so yeah. Uh, whenever I, when I got married to my ex-husband, uh, my dad asked, Hey, can my friend Jim come to the wedding? Uh, whenever I was pregnant with my daughters, uh, my dad asked, Hey, uh, Jim would like to be an honorary grandfather. Aww. I'm like, yes, of course. You all of these things, fine. Um, but because of a lot of stuff that I had growing up Southern Baptist and my dad never feeling comfortable coming out and uh, the world in general, like... Especially Texas. No, uh, the world in general sexualizing... Uh, the appearance of women. I thought that like, oh, well, I can just tell when a woman is beautiful. And I didn't equate that to like, oh, no, I would 
I would like to date this person kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, so I didn't realize that until I was 30 years old. And I uh, let my husband know. And he was very supportive at the time. And uh, he was actually the one that suggested that we do an open relationship. He was saying that he wanted me to be able to experience all parts of my sexuality. Unfortunately, at this point, I know that he was basically just hoping that he would be able to finagle his way into a threesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a whole thing. That's, yeah, that's, that's, a, a, that's a, 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 it's a mess. It's a yeah. whole thing. Yep. But... Uh, he was actually the one that encouraged me to go out and like see what was up there. And that's whenever I started reading some of the books and figuring out how I would like to practice polyamory. Um, I, for a while, was in a relationship with my then girlfriend, Bree, as well as Kevin. And um, yeah, so. Uh, another interesting thing about me, though, is that I am ambiamorous, so I am someone that can be happy in a monogamous relationship, or I can be happy in a poly relationship. Oh, so oh, you're I didn't so, know there was a term for that. So your circ- circumstances yeah. are just is just that it's a polyamorous relationship. It's not that you prefer one or the other. That's just what's happening right now, and you're happy about it. Well, yeah. Here, here's the way I like to think of it. People talk about an open relationship or a polyamorous relationship. Um, I I don't feel like those words are really applicable. Those adjectives are applicable to the noun relationship. The relationship is really just the space in between two people, how they interact. It's the person themselves that are either open to having multiple love um, and multiple relationships or to be closed off and choose to be monogamous. Uh, to be monogamous is to be either be with one partner at a time or to be alone, uh, to choose, and to choose to never have more than one partner at a time. So yeah, and the amorous people are ones who, who are content being one way or the other, just depending on the situation. So like whenever I started my relationship with Ashley back <clears throat> last May, if, Ashley had been somebody that wanted us to just be monogamous, I would have been fine with that. Um, Ashley also has been in polyamorous relationships before. And so she was totally fine uh, with however, whatever course our relationship ended up going. Yeah. And so whenever I met Chris and uh, I, I go on any kind of dating app, I am like looking for connections with people before I'm like, Ooh, I for sure want to date this person. Like I'm getting to know somebody. And so, uh, I had was telling Ashley like, Hey, I met this person, Chris, and they seem really lovely. And, uh, I actually didn't know that our first date was a date until (laughs) at some point while I was, uh, hanging out. And I was like, oh, this is a date date. <laughs> okay. Ah, crap. How are my eyebrows? I don't know. Right. Um, I, 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 that's the thing is whenever I'm meeting someone for the first time, I don't like to say, hey, we're on a date. 
it's just we're meeting, we're getting to know each other. Yeah. But I had a kind of a flirty vibe, and I was I was letting you know I really liked you. And yeah. yeah, there's a there's a term for people who okay. So I don't know if you've heard of this thing called the relationship escalator. Uh, what the relationship escalator is is the idea that specifically in monogamy, you you get under the escalator, and the idea is you just kind of ride it up, and along the way you meet a person. And then you you have a date, and then you see if you want to date some more, and then you date more, and then you decide to go exclusive, and then you keep dating some more, and then you decide you want to get engaged or move in together, and then the other one happens, and then you end up getting married, and then you have kids, and you you kind of ride your way up to happily ever after. And the reason that it's an escalator and not a staircase is because the idea is that it's all kind of passive that this is the expectation that you're going to follow this particular path up to happily ever after. And then once you have that, once you're married and you, and you have the kids and everything's just going to be beautiful forever, but that's just not the way of things a lot of of the time in relationships, no matter what kind of relationship you have, you really have to work on it. You have to, and and that's why hand fast means for me, because I know that, you know, relationships, I, I don't want to be, Come complacent in them the way that I did with my ex-wife. So I, I like to hand fast for a year at a time, and that makes it so that I, it's more obvious in my mind that this isn't necessarily going to be forever. I've got to really work at this and, and be as communicative and open as possible about my feelings and my wants and my needs and my boundaries. Yeah, so, that's, that's awesome. Um, other partners, when you were married before, did you establish boundaries before you began or did you have to kind of develop them over time of like what you guys were comfortable with? Like how did well, that come Let me hang on to work? that for just a second. I was going to let you know that, um, that while some people ride the relationship escalator, others of us have stepped completely off of it. And we do what's called relationship anarchy. Relationship anarchy is the idea that you don't need to put labels on things when you meet people. This is kind of the way that I like to do things. I'm, uh, most of my relationships end up becoming romantic relationships, somewhat sexual, but I'm, mo- I'm mostly asexual. Um, and I like to get to know my metamorphs, my partners, other partners. So my relationships tend to, tend to kind of look the same in a lot of ways, but that's just, I feel like that's just because that's what I feel comfortable with. Um, but at heart, I'm a relationship anarchist. I, I, when I meet people, I don't, I'm not, I'm not, I don't have a type, you know, I'm not looking for someone who's, you know, such and such height or has certain characteristics or, or wants the same things I do. You know, I, I just want to meet people, learn about them. And then the two of us, and, and they learn about me and the two of us work together to try to figure out how our puzzle piece edges fit together and then we work together to decide what if, if a relationship between us would make sense and if so what it would look like that's the big idea that's behind relationship anarchy according did you want to talk about boundaries about um, sure and, um, well first of all difference between probably rules and boundaries because that's the common thing that people mistake well uh there are some people that are poly and they do have rules um that is not my style um, but like there will be like hierarchical relationships where, um, like say a married couple decides that they're going to try polyamory and so they are, uh, dating other people, but it could be that they see 
that marriage as more important than the other relationship. So sometimes uh, couples, especially starting out in poly, will tend to do things like having rules of like, oh, well, um, I need to vet whoever it is that you're going to date, and I have to approve that this is okay and things like that. And if I don't think they're okay, then I get to veto this person. Yes. Veto power <clears throat> is gross, and we do not do that. I also don't care for couple privilege. Like, yeah. that's not my jam at all. Yeah. Um, some people would look at me and my nesting partner. Uh, nesting partner is the partner you live with. Uh, some people would look at the two of us and say, oh, well, that's your primary partner. And there, you got to understand there's a difference between descriptive hierarchy and prescriptive hierarchy. Descriptively, yeah, she's kind of primary to me because we share a home. And we have some finances tied up together and we have a longer history together than I do with Courtney. But I don't prescribe hierarchy. I don't say, Courtney, my relationship with this other partner of mine is above the one I have with you. You will never reach that level of importance. If she and I have issues, I may not be able to talk to you for a while because I have to work out those issues with her. That's prescriptive hierarchy uh, using couples privilege. And we do not, none of us do any of that. And, and, and I don't know any of us in the entire polycule that do that. No, no, not in our particular polycule, but I have known people in the community. Yeah, yeah I actually I, I, had a friend that um, she had been poly for several years, and that's kind of how her relationships were starting to form, was like that sort of thing. Yeah, that's, that's very common in, in early polyamory for couples that are opening up themselves to have other partners. And um, a former metamor of mine, my nesting partner's former partner, uh, used to like to say that uh, rules and hierarchy are for conversations that you're not ready to have yet. Mm. That um, they can be comfort, they can be comforting, but eventually you're going to want to dig deep and try to figure out why you need the rules in the first place. What it, what is it emotionally that has you so frightened that you aren't that you don't feel comfortable allowing your partner or give, relinquishing any semblance of control over your partner's absolute right to live their life and form relationships as they see fit. Whenever uh, Kevin and I had first uh, opened up, uh, Kevin never dated, like he never actually pursued any additional partners. But I remember like having my own fear that like, oh my gosh, what if Kevin uh, was with somebody else and that person got pregnant? But like my fear wasn't, oh no, then he will have more kids or anything. It was actually more my daughters would have siblings that they didn't live with and they didn't grow up with. And that was the part that kind of like made me really sad. It wasn't, it wasn't, that there would be more children. I just wanted my daughters to always be able to know and live with their siblings. Now that's you, that, that brings up something I wanted to talk about, which was the, the family aspect of it. And uh, when I think of uh, a polyamorous relationship and, and Ashley and I had talked about this in a previous episode where we're, we were just wondering how the, uh, if you can even have a family uh, with that, but I'm learning that, both of you have kids separately. So 
do you introduce them to the to the family or or um like at what point do you have like that conversation if any conversation at all with them well i'll tell you what um when when my wife and i when we opened ourselves up to polyamory my kids were let's see this was 2014 so they were like seven and five and we were honest with them right out pretty much right out of the gate after we had discussions about it because there's nothing wrong with polyamory it's just a different relationship style and if we tried to hide our other partners from our from our kids then we felt like we would be lying to them basically that um that it would that we would be treating polyamory as though it's something to be ashamed of something taboo and it wasn't um my kids have always been really good with being around my partners. They, they really, what they want, what kids want is stability and they want their parents to be happy. They've always had stability because we work hard. You know, we, we, we pay the bills. They, you know, they, they haven't had to move around an inordinate amount, although they did when their mom and I split up, but we're, we're, we're both happy. Their mom and I are both happy. She's remarried. I have partners that I care immensely about. And even my son, he, he just came, he just told me yesterday that he has two partners. He's in ninth grade. I'm sorry. They, he's using they, they pronouns now. Okay. So yeah, they, uh, they have two partners themselves and uh, they're polyamorous. And I think that's amazing. It's so cool. (laughs) Yeah. Especially at that young age. Yeah. Have (laughs) you had like conversations with them about like, how to kind of navigate like have you given them like tips and stuff or advice like since you've been doing it for for this amount of time well i haven't i've been giving them direct advice about how he should or they should manage their polyamory but i i have talked to both of my kids over the years about what polyamory is about and how to have good communication good honest open communication and i talked to them about the value of consensual and ethical behavior. We have, we have discussions about what's ethical and what's not. I think that there are uh, a lot of things that become easier when you have children. Things like uh, negative self-talk that I used to do with myself. If I phrase that with, well, would I want Aria or Nora to talk to themselves like that? No, I I would not want that. I don't want that kind of inner voice in their head. And it's the same thing with how relationships go. Do I want them to have a relationship with someone where they are always uh, checking in and making sure that the other person is okay? Like, I'm not doing this. If you're, if I do this, they're not going to be mad at me, are they? And yeah, I don't want that to be how they live their lives. I never want them to have relationships like that if that can be prevented at all. So a lot of it is instilling values that you would love for your kids to be able to have. One of the things that happened fairly early on in my relationship with Chris is my other partner, Ashley, her grandmother died. And I was able to drop off my girls with Chris and like took over and I was able to go and help support Ashley. And so the girls have been able to see how relationships that are styled like this 
can work, but they've also seen me in a monogamous relationship and they've seen how that can work as well. When I learned that her grandmother died, you know, I wanted to jump in and help it in any way I could um, to support uh, this, this new person that I was dating. So I offered to baby, babysit her kids. They, not, they, I don't like that word babysit, but I, uh, I, I picked them up and, and brought them to my house and we hung out for the entire evening and played games and told stories and I got to see how cool they were. And, you know, Ashley and Courtney both really appreciated that. And that made me feel good because, you know, I, their, their relationships um, with each other and their relationships with their families are really important to me. I also love that uh, my girls have more people that love them. Like uh, yeah. the traditional, in a traditionally shaped marriage or family unit, who's got like two parents and however many kids there are. And in what my girls have, they now have uh, me as well as my partners that love them. And they also get along really well with Chris's kids and yeah. they get to hang out and talk about Minecraft till their heart's content. Yeah, and, and, and by the way, they're going to be able to get to do that a whole lot more. Um, my nesting partner, the, the partner I live with right now, she's decided that she would like her own space. This is, this will open up a whole new topic of conversation, but she's decided that she would like her own space. And when she moves out, Courtney and Ashley and Courtney's daughters are all going to be moving in. To the oh, house. wow. Oh, that's um, so cool. That's great. Yeah. That, I mean, that's awesome. Dang. Yeah. Now my kids, I only see them every, I, I see them every second, fourth and fifth weekend. And, and, uh, Courtney, your kids are. I, I have my daughters the second and fourth weekend. Second and fourth weekend. So we'll, we'll overlap for a few days every, every month which means that her girls and my kids are going to get to know each other a little better and then get to share space together. And there'll be seven of us. Yeah, there'll be a like full four house. Days out of the month yeah. having, having family dinners. I'm so excited for that. We're so stoked. We really are. Yeah. That, that, that's uh, really awesome. It brings a whole new definition to like a blended family. That's just as that's, that's so wild. And I think that's awesome that you guys are, are excited to, to make something yeah. like that work. I just, ha- I love the support of it all. Like how, open and like loving everyone is of each other but i just like that like courtney's partner doesn't want to like not meet you chris like i like how you guys are all like cool with each other because part of me thought that like you would run into partners that would not want to meet your other partners and i feel like that that would just be difficult to manage you know some some people some people don't some people would prefer to do what's called uh, parallel polyamory um I guess I'll, I'll speak to that. Yeah. Um, my, my partner's girlfriend, uh, she's, she's over at her girlfriend's house right now. I have erected a boundary with regards to that partner. Um, so, so my partner, uh, has two relationships and her two partners aren't really, we, we, uh, she and I don't get along. So uh, we've gone parallel with our relationship. And that's just, that's just a need that I had based on my inability to really get along with her. That, that is not prescriptive, though. It's not like uh, my partner met somebody new, and I'm like, no, I don't want to know anything about that person. Yeah. That's, that's called don't ask, don't tell. And that's, that's, that's never been a way that, that I've experienced polyamory. I like what's called kitchen table polyamory, which we're literally going to have. I know. It's so exciting. Um, which, which just means you, you are comfortable sharing space 
with your metamorphs. So Ashley and Courtney and I, we all went out to the North Texas Irish Festival together uh, last, weekend. last weekend and had a great time. I did have a question about um, trust. And you guys had, had you seem to have a great, uh, healthy relationship. But I was wondering if at any point or if you have any advice, I guess, for any listeners that might be uh, thinking about polyamory. And I know that, uh, Chris, your son, uh, they are experiencing polyamory at such a young age. And I don't, and the way that I thought that I could never uh, do that is because I feel like I just, the the whole trust situation or, or jealousy, you know, of knowing that, oh, my partner is with someone else right now and not with me, like what's going on. So I, I wonder if you guys have any advice on like how you have managed to let go of that and, and have that transparency, I guess, and not really feel... Um, any jealousy on that at all? I, I think it's a wiring. I think that some people are just wired to be polyamorous. Not everyone is. Some people are not wired to be polyamorous and they feel jealousy, but they choose to be polyamorous anyway because they see the benefits. I'm, I'm one of those people who are wired that way and doesn't experience, experience jealousy. Um, Courtney, what about you? Um, I, I don't really experience uh, jealousy. Um, I can feel like bummed out if, I miss out on spending time with one of my partners. Like um, this particular weekend, Ashley is uh, doing a quilt show. And so she's going to be working that two days in a row. And so normally I get to see her on like Saturday evening into Sunday. But this weekend, that's not going to happen. So like I feel bummed, but it's not like, oh, if only she wasn't doing this other thing, then I would get time with her. It's just like a, aw, well, this is a bummer. Also, yeah. there's a difference between uh, jealousy and envy. Some, mm. some, they both kind of mm. feel the same, but jealousy is the fear that you're going to lose something that belongs to you, and envy is wanting what other people have. So, like, when, let's say that I don't see Courtney for a couple weeks for whatever reason, you know, sickness or, or just schedules don't align, but she's getting to spend a lot of time with Ashley. I might feel a little negatively about that because I'll, because I'll miss spending time with her and being able to cuddle with her. But, and, and, and I might be thinking, Oh, that's not fair. She gets to spend time with or Ashley gets to spend all this time with her, but, but it's not jealousy. I'm not worried that Ashley is going to try to steal her away from me. But instead what I'm, what I would be feeling in a situation like that would be envy like, that's not fair. I want to get some cuddles with Courtney, too. You know, that's, so there's a, there's a bit of a difference in there. You want to talk about compersion? I don't know if they know about compersion. Do you all know about compersion? We do not. I don't even we know do that not word. not know what that is. <laughs> um, so that's when you feel happy for your partner in their other relationships. So, like... So the opposite of jealousy. Yes. It is the actual opposite <clears throat> of jealousy. Oh. So, um, I have had times where Chris has been like, Hey, I just started talking with this person on OkCupid. And my immediate knee jerk reaction is, tell me more. Like I'm excited. I want to know what, uh, like what's going on. Like, tell me about this person. I can't wait. And, uh, uh, it's just an exciting thing. Like, and when you have a, when you have a a partner that, that gets, uh, ethical non-monogamy and polyamory 
so closely to the way that you experience it, uh, as th- like just like Courtney and I have. It, it's really, really amazing that when when situations like that happen, when you can boost each other up. You know, when when I had a, a date with somebody, Courtney's like, "Oh my gosh, you have to tell me everything when you're done. I'm so excited. I want to hear everything." <laughs> yeah. I love it. I like that there's a word for that. I didn't know that there was like a word for that specific feeling. We're really glad to to share our experience. And yeah, a lot of a lot of mass media pushes specifically white uh, uh, polyfidelitous triads with just pre- pretty white, ab- uh, able-bodied uh, uh, tri- uh, triads. We don't use yeah. the word thruple. That's not a really good word. And then it's usually one man and two women who are all dating each other. Yeah. Yeah. It's and a very specific we, we, image. Yeah. We really wish that uh, there were more of a variety of, of polyamorous stories out there, especially stories from people of color and um, people who are disabled. Yeah. We're, we're from um, Tennessee. So there's just, there's not really anything here even close to that. Like it's very um, like Christian based in a lot of areas still. So it's just, you don't really see it very often. So that, that was like another thing we wanted to talk about is like how you, how do you talk to like your family about it, your coworkers about it? Like, do you talk to your family and coworkers about it? Or is it like, it's your relationship? It's like, how do you navigate that? Well, um, I, uh, Chris didn't have a religious upbringing, um, but I did. Um, my, my dad's family was very much not supportive. Um, and things are rough here as well. Cause we're in Texas mm-hmm. and, um, like, uh, my, my dad's family had a literal come to Jesus meeting with me. Oh really? And wow. Yes. Uh, whenever there were things that were happening in my divorce that were not great. And because Denton County's history of judges um, has historically shown uh, negative outcomes for LGBT uh, moms in divorces, uh, I had to make a lot of concessions in my divorce that were not great. And my dad's family told me that that was God's way of punishing me because I was not following God's plan. It was really messed up and it was not fun. And uh, when I told my mom that I was bisexual and poly, she said that she wished that she had never had kids. And that was was no fun. Um, Wow. That's uh, a hard thing. Things aren't, it's not fun whenever these things happen. However, it's been again, I think largely because I have my daughters, uh, is that what I want them raised around? Um, my, uh, so I have twin daughters and, uh, Aria came out to me as a lesbian, uh, when she was in the the beginning of fourth grade and the end of third grade, beginning of fourth grade. She said, I, I think I'm going to be a person that only likes girls. And I was like, 
huzzah. I'm so excited for you. You don't have to worry ever about men's bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Men are trash. We know. Yeah, they're garbage. (laughs) It's a mess. That's so cool. That that, yeah, right. Yeah, right. But but it's that communication, you know, that open communication with your children that like just allows them to be who they are and to even know what what's going on because I knew nothing about all that and let alone in the fourth grade uh, being Being thinking about and yeah being that self aware in myself and I think that that just uh, goes to show that you two. with your kids, you are you're teaching them all the right things and just making them more self aware and, and not be afraid to or think that there's anything wrong with what they're what what they're thinking. And I think that's a that's really beautiful. My youngest kid, when when uh, his, his, his his he was uh, assigned female at birth, but when he he uses he him pronouns now, con- uh, considers himself to be a gender, uh, but that has changed over the years. Uh, when when he was seven years old, he told me, Daddy, I don't really feel like a girl. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, do you feel more like a boy? And, uh, and, and he said yes. And I said, okay, do you want, do you want me to still call you by um, your, I'm not going to say his dead name, but, and he's like, no, I want you to call me. And then he came up with a new name. I was like, okay, that's what we'll call you. And then he went by a boy name for a while. And, and then he changed it to another name, which was kind of more gender, gender fluid. He learned, and he learned the term gender fluid because he felt kind of girly sometimes and kind of like a boy sometimes. And he's like, yes, that's what I am. I'm gender fluid. And I was like, okay, that, okay, that's cool. I like that. But it's, it's always been, nothing, none of it's been directed. I've, it's always been a case where I'm listening to him and listening to what he's telling me and reacting in a favorable way, letting him know that how you feel is 100% valid. You are the only one who will ever know who and what you are. And I, I will love you through all of it. Well, that's, yeah, uh, that's, that's hard for, to, to come by. For my daughter, um, there's just been a lot of conversations about uh, the different types of relationships that there are out there like when I was with Bree like they knew that um there are some people that uh girls like being in relationships with girls and that's cool uh they I could also point out uh their uh my my father and his partner even though he's not out with me I'm like you know the way that Grumps loves Pappy and things like that um and then me and how I loved their dad and I loved Bree. Like there are all these different ways that people can be and it's all totally fine. Like whatever it is that you are, that's fine. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. And, and um, I kind of got to experience a little bit of the other side of that when I let my mom know that I was, that my, my then wife and I had decided to be, polyamorous she was like oh well that's great well I mean I could never do it myself but if both of you are happy then I'm so happy and then and she would ask me about my other partners and and it was really wonderful I really like that 
I was planning on like checking in with you on what this move in this move in situation and how that whole thing with the seven seven people in a household works. I am definitely gonna have to chat yeah. with you again. And we'll probably talk and think about it and stuff. So we we probably will definitely have another conversation because this has been very even just for us like for our relationship. I feel like this has been very like informative and for our listeners. So it's definitely another another conversation. Well, we've been happy to talk with you. Yeah, thank you guys so much. And, and you know, I, I hope you guys have a great night. And Is there anything else you want to add before we round out this episode? Yeah. Uh, oh, I, I wish I had a closer for this. Uh, <laughs> no, just I would like to I would like to just ask you to smash that like and subscribe. No, I'm, no, I'm really, um, I, I would just like to advocate for purposeful relationships, uh, for people to not just choose monogamy because that's what society says that you're supposed to do. Right. So get together with a partner and actually have communication before you lock things down to discuss what you want your relationship to look like, to hammer out a relationship agreement, even if you both decide on monogamy. When you have purposeful relationships like that, they're much, much stronger and built on uh, deep trust and intimacy. I'll send you the um, the podcast link and so you, so you can see this yourself. And I'll also send you the, the link to the new YouTube, his, his Chris, YouTube channel as you, got taken down. As, it was as terrible. you noticed that it, it was yeah, taken down, but but we we're gonna get it all figured out. Um, so thank you guys so much for for chatting with us, and th- this Absolutely. has been this yeah. has been a really good uh really good conversation. And I hope the move is easy for you guys. Like I hope moving uh, and everything. Oh, it won't good. be. It won't be so much furniture. <laughs> <laughs> because currently I'm only six minutes away from you. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, right that's good. Yeah. yeah, but but his but Ashley lives like an hour away. Oh, an hour away. that'll Ashley be a fun one. Yeah, and 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 thank you, Courtney, for deciding to jump in and, into this conversation and getting yes. and letting us get your aspect of this whole situation. And uh, I think that that's really cool. My pleasure. And I've been uh, keeping track of some of the like terms uh, that y'all might not have been as familiar with, so that we can text that to y'all. Oh, yes, for sure. I've yes. also been Anything taking some notes on, on my end. So yes, please send all that my way and, and uh, we'll do some research on that. So thank you guys so much. I'll talk, all right. Thanks a lot. Talk to you later. Bye. 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 Wow. That was great. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. Were you nervous? I was nervous at first. I won't lie. I was very nervous at first, but I think it was very nice having like an outside perspective because they're from Texas. So they're from a whole different state. They clearly both came from different backgrounds. I think it was really nice having a different perspective, especially someone that's actually within the topic that we were talking about. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. I I feel like I learned a lot. I feel empowered to do something. Like, I, I don't know. I just like, yeah. I know. It, it's, it's, so, it's so interesting. I think it's, I think it's very nice to actually talk about these things because they brought up a lot of points that i think we're not acknowledging like for instance the envy versus jealousy thing i really liked that because i feel like you need to really dive deep and 
figure out what you're actually feeling because it might not be jealousy because everybody just kind of jumps to the like oh i'd be jealous if my partner was with somebody else and it's like maybe you're not actually jealous that they're with someone else uh, or is someone if someone's crushing on your partner are you jealous that your partner's gonna leave you for them or are you envious that someone's not crushing on yeah, you Yeah, that they're having this little moment with someone else. and that that makes me want to rethink a lot of Feelings, my situations right? where i'm like was like, i wait jealous a or was i envious <laughs> yeah and then the um what does she what, she what did she say the word was come come compersion compersion i really liked that word because i feel like that's how i would be like it, in a poly relationship i feel like it's it's not that i would just want all of the dirt or whatever on the partner mm. i think i would just be excited for them like are they cute? Like what, who, that's, like, that's, in, I feel like I'm on the total opposite. I don't know really? if I, I don't know if I can compare. I would, compare. I would <laughs> that's how we're going to do it. I don't know if I can do that. Okay. I mean, I, I eh, any final thoughts on, on, on today? We're moving up. We're moving um, on up. And I, I hope. think my final thought is actually find actual sources if you have questions or you're feeling some type of way about something actually talk to somebody that experiences it or is like actively in that environment because mainstream social media it's not gonna it's just gonna make you even more confused at least from my experience yeah be so confused i am so like i learned more in that hour-long conversation oh, than i have for in the sure. last 22 years of my life for sure i'm 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 so happy that we had this conversation yes and i hope and i hope to have more in the future for sure if anybody would like to um pitch a topic that they would like to talk about or would like to talk about a topic that we previously have talked about feel free to reach out to dominic's main email or on mm -hmm. any of our social medias and you just might be on talk, the talk to talk to me on this mania network go to the go to the instagram Instagram at Nestmania Network. Feel free to reach out. There's an email there. You're going to click that email button. You're going to email me. The music ended 10 the minutes music, ago. <laughs> I got to bring it back. We're bringing it back. Um, Yeah. So feel free to reach out. For Even sure. Even on your thoughts on this. If you've had a different experience, feel free to let us know. I'm, yeah. This was great. What, what a great, what a great conversation. I, what a great end to the night. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you have a good night. Don't See forget to like and subscribe. Like and subscribe whenever the YouTube channel comes back out. Um, <laughs> we gotta go. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Bye. Good night, everyone.